Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, check, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. This is Jam Radio Network. This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. All around us are broken homes, broken hearts, broken hopes. But God never intended us to be broken. He didn't just create us, plop us down on planet Earth and say, Happy birthday, now you can guess your way through life. God as our creator has specific directions for our lives. Psalm 119.2 says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart. If we live according to his directions, our lives work. We're blessed, and we experience life the way it was meant to be lived. If we ignore or reject his directions, we do so to our own detriment and experience much less than he intended. His directions form a pattern that prevents breakage of our lives to help mend the brokenness already present. Listen to me. Trust in his word, then follow his direction. Your life will work. This is Ann Graham Lotz. Charlie. Hey, did you see that play last night? Unbelievable. Yeah, and they still lost. Sure. You know, when I was playing, what we what? tried to... <laughs> you, you played in the street. I played in the service. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh. what I'm trying to say is the kid, he should have... He he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... he <laughs> are you okay? Someone call 911. Two out of three people with diabetes die of a heart attack or stroke. But you can lower the risk. Ask your health care provider how. For more info, go to DiabetesActNow.org. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association and the Ad Council. License and registration. But I'm walking. Do you want to upset an officer of the law? No, sir. Good. I pulled you over today for littering. Uh, I didn't litter. <laughs> wow. That's what they all say. Unfortunately, I saw you drop a pair of thunder thighs a few blocks back. Probably happened as you were biting into that apple you're holding. Uh, How did you know they're my thunder thighs? Well, my young friend, I'd like to say two years, and the police academy helped figure it out. But between us, it was smallstep.gov. Smallstep.gov? Yep, Rooney. It's this site with tons of easy ways to lose weight. Some steps are so easy, people don't realize they're doing them. Like you taking small step number 83, snack on fruits. Go to smallstep.gov, you'll see. You can drive off now. I'm still walking. Take a small step to get healthy at smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. 
This is Morty Inspirations on Jam Radio 2.1. Good morning, everyone. This is your early morning gospel program. Morning inspiration here on Talk Show and Jam Radio. On this TGIF Friday. Good morning. Good morning to you and yours. Thank you all for listening and tuning in and downloading us. Now it's now time for our morning prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning saying thank you. Thank you for another night's rest. Thank you for getting us up this morning, starting us on the way. Right in your hurt, harm, and danger. Lord, I ask you to forgive us for anything. I mean, anything that is not of you. We ask you to forgive us. Cast that thing to see it of forgetfulness of forgetfulness. Father, we 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 lift up those Lord listening to us live by way of podcast. Lift up those Lord right now who are in need. We lift up our school children. Who's getting ready to get out of school this morning? Get out of school to, and you know, about a week or so. We pray that they have a safe, a long and safe summer. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we lift up our those parents. We lift up, we lift them up to you as well, Lord. We lift up those graduates, Lord, who get who have already. Get ready to graduate for the for their prospective schools in high school and in college. Lord, we lift up those, Lord. Those in the hospital, in the hospice, and those, Lord, who are in need, especially those, Lord, who who are homeless. We lift up our leaders, Lord. We lift up our, we lift up church leaders. We lift up our political leaders, our civic leaders. We lift them up to you as well, Lord. Bless our families, our friends, our church family, our neighbors, our pastor and his and his family. We lift up Vanessa to you, Lord. Pray that she'll, that whatever the pain in her body, Lord, that we know that by your stripes, Lord, we will, she will be healed in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for all your many blessings in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for keeping us. In the name of Jesus, we just say thank you. Thank you once more. Thank you. We pray this prayer in faith. 
Because you are you are. I'm a God, Father of the universe. Thank you. We pray this prayer in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Good morning to you and yours. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Here's Gary, but right now, Gary Petty, transforming your life. This is, this is Morning Inspiration on Gen Radio 2.1. Good morning to you and yours. Happy Friday. Jesus said, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. What did he mean by that statement? What is conversion? This is one of the most important teachings in the Bible, because without conversion, religion, prophecy, biblical knowledge, even good deeds have no eternal consequences. Startling statements? Well, these are the headlines, and in a moment we're going to look at the important news behind the headlines. Welcome to the Good News Program, presented by the publishers of the Good News Magazine. The Good News doesn't try to cover up today's problems. This is a program that dares to look at today's dilemmas and ask the questions that must be asked. It seeks the answers that must be found, answers that can only be discovered from the pages of your Bible. Please join Gary Petty for a discussion of today's Good News subject. Have you ever asked yourself, how can God love me? I do so many things wrong. I try and I try, but I'm just so inadequate. Or wrestled with, I think God has given up on me. I haven't taken a drink or had a problem with pornography or envy or greed or lost control of my temper in months or even years, but the other day I, and you could fill in the blank. How about, I just don't care anymore. Being a wife or husband is too difficult. Many young people point to the all-too-obvious gap between biblical teachings and many Christians' conduct to claim that religion is irrelevant or even hypocritical. Why is there sometimes such disparity between what we want to be and what we are? To find the answer, let's start at the beginning. When we turn to the Bible as God's revealed knowledge for humanity, we find in Genesis 1, 26 and 27 that mankind was created in the likeness of God. Human beings are created to have a relationship with their creator. The Bible also tells us in Genesis 2-7 that the first man, Adam, became a living soul. Both the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel 18-4 and the New Testament apostle Paul in Romans 6-23 tells us that the soul that sins shall die. When Adam and Eve sinned against God in Eden, they came under Satan's influence. From that point onward, all mankind has been under Satan's destructive guidance and human nature has developed in the opposite direction of God's nature. Mankind has literally become the enemies of God. Paul writes in Romans 8-7 that the natural human mind is, quote, enmity against God. Now, wait a minute before you tune out. If you really want to know how to turn your life around, this information is absolutely necessary. It's not just old-time religion. We're talking about the reality of the creator of the universe and your personal relationship with him. Cut off from God, subject to the influence of a powerful and evil being who wants to destroy us and condemn to death because of our very nature, which is corrupted by sin, every human being is in a real sense lost and hopeless 
if you have any kind of Christian background, you've been taught that God sent his son to save us from eternal punishment. This is true. But Jesus Christ does more than that. God wants to heal the sickness in your nature, your thoughts, your desires, your emotions, your values. He wants to change you to reflect his nature. This is the process known as conversion. Listen to what Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 18, 1-3. If you don't have a Bible, get one and follow along. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. Contrary to some popular teachings, the Bible reveals that Christian conversion is more than an intellectual acceptance of God's existence. It is more than a belief in Jesus as the Son of God. It is more than proclaiming a certain set of religious teachings. Conversion takes place when a person of their own free will repents of his or her nature and submits to the bonding of God's Spirit to their own mind so they become partakers of God's nature. Sounds a little far-fetched? Can a human being actually share the love and power of the Creator? The Apostle Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians 2.9 that a real understanding of God, real life change, not just giving your heart to the Lord in a one-time emotional experience, but a real relationship with the Creator is made possible by God giving us His Spirit. Listen to what Paul writes. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You see, human beings are the only incomplete physical life form on earth. God isn't finished with our development. And, as astounding as it may seem, unless we receive a spirit from God, we can never become completed creations. Conversion is a process comparable to the metamorphosis of some insects. One of the most fascinating of all insect metamorphosis is how a caterpillar is transformed into a butterfly. Did you know that a caterpillar's skin can't stretch except when new? As they consume food, their skins quickly stretch to the limit. The only reason they can grow larger is that a new soft skin forms under the old one. After a while, the old skin bursts open and is discarded. The caterpillar continues this process until it gets as large as it can get. Then the process gets really interesting. By creating a small patch of silk, the caterpillar attaches itself to a twig. It sheds its skin and now appears as a totally different insect. This strange sack-like creature is called a pupa. The caterpillar may spend weeks as a pupa, but inside that sack, something marvelous is taking place. The organs of what is once a caterpillar are dissolving and becoming nourishment for a new creature forming inside the sack. When completely developed, the exquisite butterfly emerges from the pupa. Conversion is God's metamorphosis of our minds, emotions, motivations, desires, and actions from the way of the natural man, which the Bible says guarantees death, 
to the spiritual character of God, which is necessary for eternal life. God isn't interested in just remodeling your character. He wants to replace it with His nature. You see, God wants to change us from mud crawlers to creatures who can fly. In our next segment, we'll be discussing the spiritual process with an author who has written an encouraging and important booklet on this subject. So don't go away. The word conversion is heard often in religious circles. People commonly speak of their conversion or how they came to be converted. What do these words mean? People can and do change without God's intervention, but not in the same way that conversion is described in the Bible. The process begins with God's calling, followed by the key steps of repentance, baptism, and the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Finally climaxing with the return of Jesus Christ, when the dead in Christ are resurrected to immortality and given eternal life. That is the ultimate transformation, being changed from a mortal to an immortal being. Begin your quest for an understanding of this marvelous transformation called conversion directly from God's Word. Call right now, 1-800-966-9232, for our free booklets titled Transforming Your Life, The Process of Conversion. There is no cost or obligation. Call 1-800-966-9232 for your copy. Have you had about all the bad news you can take? Maybe you could use some good news. The Good News is a full-color, bi-monthly magazine that brings you the best news you can hear, and always from a biblical perspective. All literature on this program is provided free as an educational service in the public interest by the United Church of God. It is absolutely free, and there is no charge or obligation. Simply call 1-800-966-9232. The magazine is free. The contents are priceless. The number again is 1-800-966-9232. Or visit us on the web at www.ucg.org. We've been discussing the concept of Christian conversion. We have with us today on a telephone hookup from San Antonio, Texas, Roger Foster, author of Transforming Your Life, The Process of Conversion. Welcome back to Good News Radio, Roger. It's always a pleasure to be a guest on your program, Gary. Now, the word conversion has a number of different meanings. In the biblical sense, what does conversion mean? Gary, in the Bible, conversion is represented as a miraculous process, a process that is impossible without God's direct, active intervention and participation in our lives. Now, God initiates the conversion process. First, he opens the minds of those he's calling so they can understand the scriptures with uh, a clarity and a depth they could never attain on their own. Then following that, the person must choose whether or not he or she will personally repent. Those who repent uh, are going to receive power that they need They'll receive God's spirit, and they'll be able to begin living the way that God intended. In the first chapter of Transforming Your Life, you make this statement, that if a person is converted, changed, what is he changed from, and what is he changed to? Now, how do you answer that question? The most important change takes place in the mind. Our minds are, in a sense, wired to our bodies. We have cravings and desires. 
for instance, we crave food. We have our uh, feelings and desires, sexual desires being an example. All of these desires can be useful if properly managed and controlled. But our fleshly body, or you might say our fleshly nature, provides us with no standards for managing and controlling our natural impulses. Therefore, we desperately need God's guidance and help to properly manage our feelings, thoughts, and desires. God is willing to give us that help, providing we meet certain conditions. Therefore, learning how the Bible defines sin is the first step that we have to take. Now, you refer to the Christian calling as the conversion process. What do you mean by conversion process? As I just mentioned, repentance is the first active part we play in this process that we call conversion. But before we can even repent, God must do something for us that we cannot do for ourselves. Jesus explains this in uh, John 6, verse 44. He says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Then down in verse 65, he repeats much the same thing. He says, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. Therefore, God begins the process of conversion by calling us to repentance. Then we have to respond by repenting of our sins before God will continue the process. If we do repent and are properly baptized, as the Bible teaches, God has promised to give us his Holy Spirit, through which he will begin changing our lives. In effect, he begins converting us into the person he wants us to become. Now, all of this is expressed in Peter's words in Acts 2.38-39. And Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And that's how the process works. Now, how does the person get initiated or started into the conversion process? God begins working with the person, Gary, by granting him or her understanding of the scriptures and uh, of his or her own sinful nature, as we've already seen. Now, this is truly miraculous. Uh, in Matthew 13, Jesus gives us a parable of the sower and the seed. Uh, the, the seed represents God's word. And it represents how four different types of people will respond. Uh, the various type of soil that the seed falls in represents those people anyway. Now, these different types of soil illustrate four basic types of responses that people will have when they hear God's word preached to them or when they hear it or when they read it. The first person simply didn't get the point. Uh, he responded like... Uh, seed falling on a rock would respond. It doesn't respond at all. The next two individuals understood what God was telling them, but refused to respond. One because of the influence of others, the other because he was too enmeshed in pursuing his own lust and interest. Now the fourth person, on the other hand, accepted God's call and changed. He began to bear the spiritual fruit that God wants uh, to produce in all of us. Now, there's been an ongoing debate in Christianity for centuries 
about whether a person must just believe in Jesus as the Son of God in order to obtain salvation, or whether a person is also required to repent. Now, what does the Bible teach? Is repentance required for salvation? Absolutely, Gary. In Luke 13 and verse 3, Jesus said, Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. The Bible is very clear about this. The problem is, most of us have no idea what real repentance is until we really start studying the Bible. In fact, very few people can tell you what the Bible's definition of sin is. That's why people really need a reliable source of spiritual knowledge. Now, the Apostle Paul explained this. He said in Romans 10, verse 14, How then can they call on him in whom they have not uh, believed, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? In other words, people need instructors. They need teachers. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 14, Paul explained that people are called or invited, is what the word means, to act on what they hear by the hearing of the gospel preached by God's true servants. And so the, the, this interaction between God's servants and people is very important. People need to have the Bible explained to them. Uh, they can't just breathe this vital knowledge out of the air. God wants us to repent. He wants us to be converted. And he'll give you the power to become more than you can dream. Stick around and find out more about conversion right after this. The word conversion is heard often in religious circles. People commonly speak of their conversion or how they came to be converted. People can and do change without God's intervention, but not in the same way that conversion is described in the Bible. Call right now, 1-800-966-9232, for our free booklet titled Transforming Your Life, The Process of Conversion. There is no cost or obligation. Call 1-800-966-9232 for your copy. We're back with Roger Foster, author of Transforming Your Life, The Process of Conversion. Roger, a person wants to repent. He or she wants to be converted. What do they do next? Well, the best thing, Gary, that they can do is to obtain and really study some of the literature that you offer on this program pertaining to repentance. That literature thoroughly explains the entire process of conversion and how one can receive the help from God that's so essential for true repentance and conversion to occur. Now, if they don't have a good understanding of God's ways, uh, it's, it's not going to work for them. In other words, if we do not understand what God is really talking about when he speaks of repentance and conversion, we will merely continue doing what seems right in our own eyes. Now, Proverbs 14, verse 12 explains that doing what's right in your own eyes is just going to lead to death. Now, there's another proverb, too, and that's in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, and some really good advice is given. I'd like to read it to you. It says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Now, from the Bible, 
So we determine the what is God's goal in converting human beings. What is the end result of this conversion? God tells us in Revelation 21.7, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now that's an awesome future, to actually be God's son inheriting everything that he owns and sharing it with him. That's what he has planned for us. God not only wants to give us eternal life, he also wants to share what he has created with us. But there is a condition. First, uh, we need a change of character so we can all live together for all eternity in a spirit of love and cooperation. And so the first thing that God has to do is to build his character in those who are going to inherit eternal life. Only then, Gary, can they really become the children of God for all eternity. If we're not converted, we simply aren't going to be there. Thank you, Roger, and I hope you'll join us again on Good News Radio. Anytime, Gary. Thanks for inviting me to join you. In order to get your free copy of Transforming Your Life, The Process of Conversion, simply call 1-800-966-9232. This booklet will help guide you through what the Bible says about God's plan for your life and your potential. The process of conversion isn't easy. It involves a struggle between our own selfish nature and the new nature being created by the Holy Spirit. True conversion isn't a simple matter of accepting a certain religious teaching or doing good deeds. True conversion is the sometimes painful, sometimes exhilarating commitment to the struggle of allowing God to create in us a brand new person. How then do we explain when Christians sin, when we struggle with an old habit and slip? Understand, since conversion is a process, Christians are on various stages of the spiritual metamorphosis of having their human nature changed into godly nature. All Christians wrestle with sin. All Christians from time to time return to selfish ways. The Apostle John writes about this subject in 1 John 1, 8. He says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We can take comfort in knowing that as long as we are willing to repent and submit to God, he will complete the work that he has begun. It's true that God doesn't condone sin, and unrepentant sinners will receive eternal judgment. But how does God look at a Christian who has received his spirit, someone who is struggling with sin and sometimes loses the battle with their old nature. God's viewpoint can be best illustrated by this story. In September 1924, a stout, robust man of 60 years was spending many hours hiking the rugged area around the Harney Range of South Dakota. He searched the crest of every mountain peak, looking for something. Some people thought this man's dream was a bit unrealistic. There was a great deal of doubt about how the project would be funded. Others were against the project because they thought it was a desecration of God's creation. But this man was driven by a dream that filled him with one purpose. Where other people saw ragged crags and inhospitable rocks, this man saw faces. His son, Lincoln, wrote about what it was like when his father found and chose a remote mountain as a place to complete his dream. This was the monolith my father had been searching for, a gigantic mountain of solid granite towering above the surrounding peaks, and well separated from them. 
most important, the major face of the rock was to the southwest, an aspect essential for maximum sunlight during the daylight hours. As he talked in that positive, mesmerizing way of his, I began to see in the great peak the colossal mountain sculpture he would create there. You see, where other people saw rocks, Gutsum Borglum saw the faces of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. It took years of hard, sometimes seemingly impossible work to complete the project. Dynamite had to be used to sculpt the peak into general shapes. Hundreds of men, sweating in the summer heat and freezing in winter, were driven by the will of one man and shaped Mount Rushmore into one of the greatest feats of sculpture accomplished in history. God's creation is driven by one dream. The return of Jesus Christ and the final step in the process, the changing of the saints into spirit, when they will finally see God face to face. When you and I look into the spiritual mirror, sometimes all we can see are the rocks, the unsightly cracks, the outcroppings that make us so imperfect. What God sees is the emerging faces of his children. If you would like to comment on today's program, you can contact Good News Radio on the Internet by emailing us at gnradio at ucg.org. Why were you born? There's a big difference between grasping your future and simply going on the way you have been. The choice is up to you. Join us next time when we continue to explore what the Bible really says about you and your future. For Good News Radio, I'm Gary Petty. The word conversion is heard often in religious circles. People commonly speak of their conversion, or how they came to be converted. What do these words mean? People can and do change without God's intervention, but not in the same way that conversion is described in the Bible. The process begins with God's calling, followed by the key steps of repentance, baptism, and the receiving of the Holy Spirit, finally climaxing with the return of Jesus Christ, when the dead in Christ are resurrected to immortality and given eternal life. That is the ultimate transformation, being changed from a mortal to an immortal being. Begin your quest for an understanding of this marvelous transformation called conversion directly from God's Word. Call right now, 1-800-966-9232, for our free booklet titled Transforming Your Life, The Process of Conversion. There is no cost or obligation. Call 1-800-966-9232 for your copy. Have you had about all the bad news you can take? Maybe you could use some good news. The Good News is a full-color, bi-monthly magazine that brings you the best news you can hear, and always from a biblical perspective. All literature on this program is provided free as an educational service in the public interest by the United Church of God. It is absolutely free, and there is no charge or obligation. Simply call one 800 966 9232. The magazine is free. The contents are priceless. The number again is 1 800 966 9232. Or visit us on the web at www.ucg.org. You've been listening to the Good News Radio Program, presented by the publishers of the Good News Magazine. We seek the answers that must be found, answers that can only be discovered from the pages of your Bible. To receive your free copy of the literature offered on today's program, please call toll-free 1-800-966-9232. There is absolutely no cost or obligation. 1-800-966-9232. 
9-6-6-9-2-3-2. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. on Jam Radio 2.1.
Kinky Sheard and you. Good morning to you and yours. Good morning, good morning. Happy Friday. This is your early morning gospel program, Morning Inspirations. Bring you the very best in gospel inspiration and music on this Friday. I want to thank all of you for listening, tuning in. And uh, whoever you are in East Ohio, Southeast Ohio, <laughs> it popped up twice. Thanks for popping in, at least popping in. Uh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Don't know who you are, but I thank you anyway.
Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and because of my disability, when I travel, I often fly business class. But once, I had to book a flight that only had first-class seats. We had arranged it so that one of my helping friends would sit by me while the other would sit in coach. Well, just as my friend Rainey was getting ready to take her seat in coach, a first-class passenger sitting across the aisle pulled Rainey aside and said, Here, you take my seat. Oh, my goodness, this man, the stranger, gave up his expensive first-class seat all so that my friend could help me feel more comfortable through the flight. I don't know if he was a Christian, but Proverbs chapter 11 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Friends, there are countless ways you can refresh the hearts of others. So keep your eyes open today. The Bible promises those you help will be refreshed, and you will be blessed too. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times? when we were more active and ate more healthy foods, and you checked on me every once in a while. Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Listen's morning inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, right here.
This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Hello.
Most of you idiots, you're broke. You're broke, you ain't got no money. Sit up in here, you ain't got no money. How many of you are still in debt? In debt, in debt. Sit up in there, you're broke. Sit up in here, you're broke. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not trying to get money from you. I'm trying to get money to you. Y'all been look up here, look up here at me. Look up here at me, y'all been look up here at me. Y'all been look up here at me. Me and my wife, Carol, paid over a lady house the other day. But a couple of weeks ago, Some of y'all sitting up in here broke. Look at that. Ask somebody, say, you're broke? Somebody sitting up in here, you're broke? <laughs> Come on, y'all. That's okay. We can report that lever. Y'all want to pull that lever? Come on, boy. We're going to pull that lever. Come on, get ready. We're going to pull that lever. Come on, somebody. That's money. Hey! Come on, me. Now. Come on, come on. We're going to pull that lever. We're going to pull that Dr. Lever Thompson, y'all give him some love, y'all.
shoved the envelope under my sweater and sneaked to the kitchen. Mom was on the phone in the front room. I didn't want to have to explain anything. I just wanted to be by myself. Clutching the envelope tightly, I stepped onto the ladder at the bottom of the treehouse. Something caught my eye above me, and I looked up. <gasps> Light! It looked as if there were a firework display going on inside the treehouse. Crackling and snapping and whizzing sounds spun around above my head. Light shot out and sparks dancing to the popping of noise. My first thought was to scream fire and run to the house to get Mom. My legs trembled as I inched upward, creeping up the rungs as quietly as I could. My heart banged so hard that it felt as if someone were hitting my chest. A couple more steps, and then I leaned forward, craning my neck to look inside. And then I looked up and saw... To find out what happens next, read Philippa Fisher's Fairy God Sister by Liz Kessler. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. License and registration. But I'm walking. Do you want to upset an officer of the law? No, sir. Good. I pulled you over today for littering. Uh, I didn't litter. <laughs> wow. That's what they all say. Unfortunately, I saw you drop a pair of thunder thighs a few blocks back. Probably happened as you were biting into that apple you're holding. Uh, how'd you know they're my thunder thighs? Well, my young friend, I'd like to say two years in the police academy helped figure it out. But between us, it was smallstep.gov. Smallstep.gov? Yeah, Rooney. It's this site with tons of easy ways to lose weight. Some steps are so easy, people don't realize they're doing them. Like you taking small step number 83, snack on fruits. Go to smallstep.gov, you'll see. You can drive off now. I'm still walking. Take a small step to get healthy at smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You are listening to Morning Inspirations on Jam Radio 2.1.
Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead, from the death of sin. You are giving me a new life, the life of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way, there is no other message. For there is no other way, there is no other message. Oh, come to Him, come to the Saviour tonight. Come to Him just as you are. Come to Him in your sin. Come to Him in all your needs. And cast yourself upon His mercy and upon His infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself totally. And you too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me things so undeserved if you gave your very life for me the voices of a
right, Jack, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. This is Jam Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.